Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 beep. You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Peluso. It's a personal look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary, a deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You'll probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. The whole point is for you to laugh, but you also might cry. I talk about my family. I talk about farts. farts. I talk about love, loss, comedy, how hard it is to make it in this biz. I'm a fucking professional. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's going to be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. There. We did it. After some um, technical difficulties, we figured it out. There. I took the feedback away. Eleanor Kerrigan sitting in my kitchen. I'm so excited. (laughs) What's up? How are you? I'm so excited to be sitting next to this Christmas tree (laughs) and just that you're so jovial and about it. You know, it's supposed to come down on January 6th, but you just keep it going. Uh, You know, they are. Is it January 6th? Is that the official date? It's a little Christmas. It's like the epiphany. (sighs) Yeah. My mom, please, I'm so Catholic, it's a sin. I didn't know, so this, I'm sinning right now by having my Target Christmas tree on the on the kitchen table, mind no, you. No, you're not sinning, it's fine. Is it like, it's kind of like the saddest I tree. I feel like this other tree next to it or whatever this, this is. This is a death orchid. An orchid. <laughs> From my hair, my hairdresser gave no me way. a dead dad orchid, yeah. Dead this is dad orchid. <laughs> is that what we're calling it? Dead dad orchid. We're calling it the dead dad orchid. Yeah. Oh I, my god. I went to go make my hair pink, as you do when I love it. Thank you. It looks really cool. I appreciate that. I think I don't know about you in your life, but when traumatic things happen, you just you're like you just fuck start it. flipping out. Yeah. Yeah. You're like <laughs> whatever. I shaved my head once. You I did. Mean, well, just one side. Like, like how a much? Flock like of a seagull <laughs> kind of bullshit. <laughs> Were you or aerodynamic on one side? It was my sister did it first. I did it, and then she had to fix it because she my oh, I have a sister that's ten years older, and you know there's ten of us. Holy shit! Oh yeah, yeah. So you have ten from I've, from two parents. Two parents, one uterus, one penis. <laughs> it's very uncomfortable. Is that your memoir title? Yeah, pretty two much. Two parents, <laughs> one <laughs> ten uterus, kids, one uterus. <laughs> what could go wrong? Well, because when I meet people, they're like, "Oh, I'm from a family of ten too," but then they're like, "But you know, it's half brother." Or it's my father remarried. Yeah, and, and that my doesn't mother. count. I'm like, no. That's not. This poor woman. She had Jeez. a hysterectomy and she can still get pregnant. It's <laughs> poor thing. How, what are the, like. We're only 15 years apart from eldest to youngest. I know. Your mom's poor, her poor vagina. I know. Was it, how many were cesarean? <laughs> None. I need to know. <gasps> Zero. Zero. She's my sister Karen has vagina. two kids. I have a sister Karen. Oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah, she drives us nuts. S- uh, Care Bear. Same. It's really? what she does. It's we, what that is, name does. Am I one of the Are we related? It could be. <laughs> it could be. I mean, I feel like Karen's as a whole are very dramatic. Oh, god, they're so dramatic. I'm a little nervous. I'm taking her on a cruise with me. Where? I'm, I'm doing the Impractical Jokers cruise. Oh Jesus, Care Bear's going to be I'm a hot bringing mess. Care- She's going to be single. Care Bear. Oh no, <laughs> she's gonna Robert Wagner that shit. Oh yeah, <laughs> recently <laughs> single, shit's gonna go down. She's going over the edge. <laughs> My sister, when is it? That's gonna be so fun. That's February third. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm going to Philly on February third. It's uh, February sixth through the tenth. 
Okay, that's gonna be so awesome. So I always sneak home a little early, and then I'm gonna get her, and we go to we leave out of Tampa. How so. is that? Is she the one you get along with the best? I get along with all my brothers and sisters. We grew up in such. We grew up in like our house was. This is bigger than our house. In so, Philly. Yeah, in a row home. The only wow. thing is we had two stories, so we had a tiny little three bedroom house. And how like where do you fall on the line of kids? I'm number eight. Damn. I'm down the bottom. Wow. <laughs> Christmas must have been so much fun. Oh, it's the best. And people would come to our house like, let's go to the Kerrigans and see what's <laughs> going on over there. The Kerrigans. Those plan. people are insane. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a circus. What did you, it literally is. Like, what did you. Our, na- our neighbor used to call us, he was a, a drunk guy, lived down the street. He <laughs> used to call us in again, out again, Kerrigan. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and then they would say, my mom needed a revolving door. It, it sounds like she kind of had one. Oh, definitely. And, uh, respectfully. Well, we, it was always broken, <laughs> the door, because we would fight so much. We're very Irish. I mean, and I fist don't... And fights happen a lot. My si- and like I was saying about my sister Karen, she's 10 years older, so she was going through hairdressing school while I was a child. Yeah. And uh, she, I was her guinea pig. Oh, no. So naturally, for my first Holy Communion, I had a body wave. <laughs> I mean, who didn't? Right? <laughs> what a dick i looked like god damn it i'm literally taking notes and i'm writing down body wave <laughs> that is amazing i've never even it's not even a thing anymore no and it's 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 a difficult hairstyle she completely ruined my hair <laughs> is that why you shaved half your head well and uh i think was it was like in seventh grade I decided I wanted to shave one side of my head. And then my sister was like, uh, you fucked that up. Okay. <laughs> you ruined your hair. Care Bear said this. Uh, oh, she's so funny. <laughs> and she shaved the rest of it. And then my best friend Ivy was like, oh, I want my hair shaved. So Karen did only a little bit on oh Ivy's. Oh, my but, Lord. You know, we teased it all out. I almost did that because Rihanna kind of brought that back. Remember did that? she now? Yeah, she had like a half... I like half shaved head. I saw that last night in the movie theater. I went to go see Mary Poppins and there was this little. What did you think? I cried my eyes out. I Aww. loved it. Did you see it? I did not. And and I was supposed to take my mom and she was like, you're too busy. I'm like, no, no. I'm telling I just invited you, you. I'm here to take you. I just invited you. Is she in L.A. now? My mother? Yeah. No, Philadelphia. She's in Philly. I go home a lot. Yeah, yeah. I do too. Because she's she's 80 now. So it's just it's. It's harder. Yeah, you yeah. got to do it. So you got to go. I might go to see my dad, too. He's 83. Wow. But they split up when I was like seven. What did they do for work that they were able to oh, well that, that roof explains. over your head? Well, that's my mother. My father owned a typewriter store. <laughs> what? <laughs> a fucking typewriter store? How do you, how do you make money? How you many, don't. How many times do people buy typewriters? You I'm going to tell you how you don't make money. I'm gonna tell you. I'm you gonna just tell don't you I've have never anything. Typed typewriter store in my <laughs> life. I have this jacket of my dad's that he gave me, and it's from when he was a kid. Yeah. Because the typewriter store was his father's. Ah. Uh, and his father's before him. Wow. So, but that it was lucrative. Of course, back when people were typing up the proclamation. Right. <laughs> uh, yep. That was it. We had to type this <laughs> shit out. But my dad still types letters. He does. I, I'm not kidding. Like I'm, a typewriter. Mm-hmm. There's something kind of really, it's like he, your dad is Angela Lansbury. <laughs> Angela Lansbury. Your dad is murder, she wrote. Except for he's murdering people. <laughs> he's just not writing about it. He's not like reporting and helping. He's actually he's doing. He's who she's coming after. He's sending <laughs> ransom notes to everybody. When you say send you letters. 
I would get letters in the mail. I haven't got one in a while because he's older now, you know. But when he had the typewriter store, which closed about 10 years ago. That's that's a really long business. I'm aware of that. <laughs> is it like a hundred, <laughs> like a centennial? I would tell How long? I was like, I think you're right. It could have been, no, maybe 80. Yeah, I mean, you're pushing yeah. at least a hundred years. Because the jacket that I have of his is like at least 60 years old. Wow, I, I love that. Because he was like 20. Yeah. Working there and they had the, you know, the logo the on team, the back, carrying an office jacket. machine Did company. they bowl with it? Like, do they have a no, bowling team? No, they're you hood know? rats. We don't bowl. <laughs> so I know Philly's a lot different. <laughs> Philly's rough. We I don't can't. bowl. So what'd your mom do? My mom, when my, when my parents split up, my mom hadn't worked since before she got married like which is when she was 10 i mean how old were she 18 jeez thank god times have changed yeah because she was pregnant at i believe 20 and had a miscarriage her first uh pregnancy and my grandmother was so nervous that she wasn't going to be able to have kids she went to church said a novena who knew she had the lord's home phone number (laughs) jesus mary and joseph huh Ten literally and then ten thirteen other children. And my Aunt Joy had ten kids. <laughs> I mean it's just yeah. j- it, you guys We are have our ripe. own gang if you need. You're it. ripe. You guys are literally <laughs> like your your reproductive system is the produce department in I every <laughs> grocery store ever. That's what my dad used to call them. That my dad said their nickname was the Fertile Parker Sisters. <laughs> 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 have you ever had are you a mom? No, I didn't think no. so. But I adopt. Uh, I take on my nieces and nephews. Like yeah. I'll say, "Oh, my kids," and people are like, "Your kids," and like yeah, my sister like Karen, she had sh- my nephew Sean when she was, I think, twenty six or twenty seven. Yeah, it's young. So uh, that was her first son and uh, her only son. But she has a, a daughter, and so she got pregnant with Sean. And my best friend, a year and a half earlier had a baby when I was 15. She was 16. We were in Catholic school, so you get pregnant quick. Yeah, you pray. Immaculate conception. Yeah, of course. Sure. Everybody has semen in them. (laughs) And um, (laughs) all I did was drink holy water. Look at this bump. (laughs) But, yeah, so my best friend Franny was pregnant. Franny. I love it. The best. That's a great name. But I saw her give birth. And I think that's why I don't have children. When you were 15? 15? I mean, I would imagine, because your perception of life then is so skewed because you haven't had enough experience to make any sort oh, of contextual opinion on it. And I mean, I'm sure. Did you look right in her vag? Well, she wouldn't let go of my hand, so I had to go in the room with her. Jesus. And I was like, <laughs> and so they just put the scrubs on me. And she went, uh, they didn't have a car or anything. My brother Jimmy had a car, so he drove them to the hospital other that she was so uh, well i mean i can't imagine they had no money like i was was like like that time and she did fine everything turned out okay her parents helped raise her son and um you know i'm not gonna say he's doing great (laughs) 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 i'm not gonna say he had the best upbringing Uh, yeah see people you know there's i love when people are shocked like do you believe he's a mess is he a murderer no, but more like a druggie. Okay, you know, well, just like a. I mean, that's a dime. But no a one's dozen. watching you. Yeah. yeah, you you have free reign. Like, right. look, we have. I have nine brothers and sisters. My parents split up. But my mom was a really, really heavy disciplinarian. Right, which is good. And we were f- afraid of her. We were more afraid of my father, because he was a marine and 
has no problem snapping your neck and burying <laughs> you in the basement. No so did problem. you have more siblings before that are in the basement? I have no idea. <laughs> it could be. Sometimes I hear like things rattling down there. It's not me. <laughs> it's to your other siblings. <laughs> I yeah, he's he was scared. He was really scary. Like I remember uh, my brother Charlie got in trouble and he chained him up. He handcuffed him to a pole in the basement, and I wow. was like, oh my god, this is. You know, but. Then you look at what's going on now, and people are too lenient. Oh, yeah. They coddle their children. They're celebrating mediocrity. It's going the complete opposite. And then they think that that's the way to do it, but that is just going to create more Kardashians. Well, Kardashians, I feel like, at least were disciplined a little bit in that their mom was like, oh, you're going to work, bitch. Yeah. She pimped him out. She's like, you go suck dick. She's like Joe Jackson. I'll distribute it. Yeah, exactly. The other way. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just worry about like the generation, like the kids now. What is what that's gonna be? Oh, it's over. We need a media. It's it's just We're d- right. We yeah. should just blow it's up. It's gonna blow up. Okay, we it's should just, the apocalypse would be a relief, right? Listen, when I found out that kids weren't allowed to touch each other and they're playing games like tagless tag. Wait, what do you mean? That Where? was it. In Montessori uh, schools everywhere. Montessori in here school, in yeah, California especially. I mean, there's a no touch policy, and the kids play tagless tag. That's ridiculous. I almost beat up a principal when she told me that. Tagless like, tag. When did that happen? I need to watch was more news. Three years ago. Four years Jesus, ago. Jesus, that is so dumb. You're basically telling a kid to not be a kid. Yeah, they're so afraid to touch one another or go near one another because everything's offensive. Well, that's it's offensive because they're creating the offense out of that's nowhere. Right. Like. Tag is so, it's the most innocent thing That's ever. I said to the lady, how do they know who's it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is it? And she was like, we step on each other's shadows. <laughs> I, I don't mean, know, bitch. I'm walking in the traffic. I will we fuck you up. We step on each other's, sh- that's, that's like the dark art. I know there's like a fat kid in the corner and everybody <laughs> keeps running over his shadow and he's still crying. He's not even being touched. He's not even in the game. He's, He's just even a snack on a bench. He's like, leave me the fuck alone. I'm trying to eat my PB&J ass. I like these Pop-Tarts. Don't bother me. Did she really say we step on their shadows? Yes, yeah, she did. I swear to God. That sounds like the... That was in uh, Eagle Rock. Eagle Rock. Oh, it's so And I was brutal. like, that's it. It's over. We'll never win a war again. <laughs> They're no, terrified won't. to touch... You know, my dad... That Those people are gone. Now, my dad's not the best. He's the You're most right. racist crazy psychotic narrow-minded he's opened up over the years right. but he's from a different generation he had a exactly. typewriter store <laughs> of course he's like racist and narrow-minded he had six typewriters in but there it's weird because he would have he is like a bleeding heart yeah and he would never charge people oh. i would i was like dad what are you doing like this i remember this black lady came in she had a typewriter she, uh, she was like, I don't know what's wrong with it. She was really sweet, right? And I forget where she worked, but it was like a little local. And she carried it over herself. Like, my dad makes house calls. Like, because his typewriters were heavy, yeah, I mean, you know. Like 20 pounds at least. She's this poor woman. She carried it over herself. She was very sweet. And um, my dad fixes her machine. It was a very simple thing that she needed fixed. He right. fixes it. He cleans it up for her. She sits. He buys her lunch. I'm not kidding. And then doesn't charge her. And I go, Dad. How do you? We're starving. There's 37 people in your we're house all that are hungry. <laughs> sleeping in the same bed. Could you please charge someone? He goes, hey, she was very nice for a color broad. I'm like, no. 
Ah. No. <laughs> I'm like, that is awful. For a colored broad. I was like, he goes, and she, uh, I go, why didn't you charge her? He goes, I could tell she didn't have the money. I go, we don't we have We don't money. have We're struggling. <laughs> there was some, my dad was kind of the same way. Like, he was, he was racist for the joke. Oh, yeah, mine wasn't. But he still had a little, like, his, his view was very generational. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was in a, his generation. It wasn't like he's yeah. progressive. So it's he still said they about black people and stuff like that. Right, you know? those people, you people. Those my, people. You know what it is? My grandma called us, me and my siblings and my mom. Yeah. She would always, you people are always late. She called us you people all day. <laughs> you people are always late. You people do everything wrong. <laughs> I love like old people stuff. Me too. I really do. My my grandma Jean, she was senile. I mean, it's dementia, but the word we had for it back then was, was senile, senile, right? You know? And it was a fun form of dementia because she was just loopy. You know, okay. she wasn't like it wasn't a brutal um total misplacement of memory in her on her part. She just was kind of goofy and forgot yeah. how to do stuff. Yeah. So she always wore makeup every day. And, and when we <gasps> go over there every day. Did it get weird? It got fun. No, because we had a neighbor. She Her name was Flossie. <laughs> Flossie? Floss. Was she Floss? Just one. F- like yeah, they called her Flossie. But wow. It was the best. Was and she a dancer? Like an exotic dancer? I'm not sure, but I think <laughs> she had money, my mom said. Like a weird inheritance yeah and she still stayed in south philly in this little row home but every day she would buy makeup and put it on and it would get bigger and bigger and the lipstick was everywhere and i'd be like oh hey Flossie," and she'd be like oh hello which one are you you know <laughs> rich Flossie living in the row home she lived right next to my just grandma still living the bougie life but in a but row she house? had dementia and she, she yeah. would i would walk her home and she would go do i know you oh. and i'd be like no yeah, really. see. but when she did that to my mom, my mom would get upset, and she's like, "I was right there next yeah. door my whole life." Yeah, like, it gets it gets weird. But so like, so your grandma put makeup on a lot. Yeah, like, she put like when whenever we'd go over there for the holidays for Christmas, that's where we go. And I just remember one day she came downstairs and she like had Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> she had hot I'm, pink eyebrows. Yes, exactly. She mixed it. up her. Her eyebrow liner and her lip liner. Amazing. She had brown lips. Yes. The brown. It looked like she just ate a shit sandwich up in yes, her bedroom. And she probably did. <laughs> and that's amazing. That's why I love her. <laughs> Eyebrows. And I looked at my cousin Jennifer and my aunt Carmela. They're like, happy, happy new year. Happy new Merry year, Merry Christmas. Let's Here just roll is. with it. It's it's Jean's life as we know it. Like so, that's what we just did. We were just like pink eyebrows. Let her be Live her. Your life. Yeah, you know she knew what she was doing. Yeah, she did. She just she she had her own little moment. But that's exactly what this lady would do. And then like you know, I'd walk her home because she'd get lost, <laughs> and it was amazing. But her just to look at her. It looked like, like she was melting. It was amazing. <laughs> it reminds me of that. Wasn't there Drew Carey? Didn't he have like his secretary on that show? Oh, yeah, Mimi. My yes. sister Kathleen was her for Halloween. Oh, that's fun. Tommy was uh, Drew Carey and she was Mimi. Yeah. Oh, and nobody got break. it. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes but they it's look better. great. Yeah, that's a great costume. Yeah, they were so good. That's another thing with my family. They're very creative costume-wise. Uh, so you probably had to be, right? Yeah, but they can make something out of nothing. Yeah, like what you guys do as kids? Like, Did you like make your own clothes or? No, we weren't that weird. Uh, <laughs> we weren't that creative, yeah. I should say. But my, but like I said, when my dad left, he he didn't really pay child support ever 
like Jesus. for maybe the first year on and off he oh would give man. her he would give her like a hundred and ten dollars that's ten dollars a kid plus <laughs> her and we had a dog and <laughs> one dog one dog did yeah. anybody walk it was it this sort of no thing? she <laughs> was her own person i gotta be honest she was, was more she? popular than i could ever imagine what kind being. of dog she was sheep and poodle a shoodle? She was, uh, her name was Fluffy. Oh. She was so smart. One day I was walking to school. Now, every day I'm out, they're like, oh, yeah, that's Jimmy's sister. Yo, that's Karen's little sister. That's Bobby's older sister. You know, it was every day. And I was walking to school, and this guy goes, hey, it's Fluffy's sister. And I go, that's <laughs> it. That is it. You're the dog sister. I am so ex- insignificant. What an honor. <laughs> that's how many people knew Fluffy. I was like, Jesus. That's adorable. It's better than having an asshole dog. That's true. You know? My mom's neighbor now, my brother Tommy was like, what kind of dog is that? It's a cute little dog. And, and the old man goes, that's an asshole dog. That's <laughs> 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 is that a brand? Is that yeah. a kind? That's a good way to, to like say it, though. But he, it, the dog always barks. But Fluffy could, she would jump up, hit the uh, door handle and go out by herself. herself out? Yep. And one time, th- like I've told this story a million times, but there was a... Um, story I tell about my mom taking us to a Flyers game. And th- the situation is all of us are home. It's a, a terrible, terrible snowstorm. Right. Kids are off from school. So it's just, you know, basically everybody in this house and my mom wants, is chewing on a revolver, right? And she has to, she was working all day. <laughs> she had to go to work. Otherwise, we don't eat. And um, I just snorted. <laughs> poor thing. <laughs> Oh, no, wait. At this time, I'm sorry. My mom wasn't working. This was before, right before my dad left. Right. So he was fooling around. He uh, was. He was fooling around, and she knew it. Yeah. So her stress, that's what I was thinking. Her, st- But her level of stress was, fuck this. Yeah, I'm sure. And it's the only day I remember of her like that. Yep. And Because my mom was very even... I mean, she gets stressed out, and she get like whatever. But she never like but lost her cool with you guys. Yeah, but it was just it was a weird feeling. This one. Yeah. And the only other time I remember is when she was going through menopause. Right. And it's just because we were so close together. Yeah, that of course you can feel the energy. Every change. single person. Yeah. And so she's holding my baby sister Edie, that I think was a baby, baby like a toddler. I mean, uh, an infant. Yeah. And so. A demon. <laughs> the yes. other term. Yes. Uh, but, n- you know, we didn't give a shit. There were so many of us. We were right. like, just ignore that one. Play with that right, one. Grab a you kid. Know, it's like <laughs> Welcome to the house. It's like grab living a kid. in a playground. Yes. Yeah. With, so t- with, with a bunch of different age demons. Yes. Yes. And so um, it, nobody could get out. And my dad called and said that, oh, the storm's so bad. I can't get out of the shop, the typewriter store. So I'm just going to stay here, which is a blatant fucking lie. Of course. Lie. You're gonna sl- you can use the typewriter as a pillow. Yeah. And we had the radio on to see if schools were closed the next day. So my mom's listening to the radio. And on the radio, they said, hey, uh, the Flyers are playing tonight. If you can get to the Flyer, if you can get to the Spectrum, We'll let you in for free and give free hot dogs and free hot chocolate. There's dinner. And my mom was like, you know what? Fuck this. Yep. Wrap them up. So it was me, my brother Billy, because we're like, she couldn't take Bobby and Edie because they were real little. Yeah. But it was me. I think I was five. Did Flossie watch him? No. (laughs) She made Karen. Oh, fucking Reason why she's just so pissed off. Because she had a boyfriend at the time named Rudy Valentino. Oh. That's real. Rudolph That's Valentino. 
was her boyfriend. That's like, I, I don't even know how I feel about that. Nobody does. Rudolph Valentino? Yeah, so she wanted to go see Rudy, who was in the hospital. And my mom said, you're not going out. You're staying here, and you're watching Bobby and yeah. Edie. So Bill, Billy, myself, my brother Johnny, and Charlie, she wrapped us up. And Johnny and Charlie are huge Flyers fans. My mom's a huge Flyers fan because they were the Broad Street Bullies. They were, you know, this was probably 77, maybe. Yeah. So I was like five or six, five, something like that. Right. So I, I was little, too. And, so, and me and Billy are Irish twins, so <laughs> we're a year apart. What does that mean? But you, usually you're born uh, less than uh, a year. Okay. Do you guys look, look alike at all? Oh, we all look alike. It's a <laughs> sin. It's gross. <laughs> The neighbors used to call us one face. They have one face. <laughs> <laughs> one face. That's great. But she she got a sled and she we got out. I'm telling you, it was a, a, a horrible blizzard. No one could get out. And she got a sled to take you guys? How far us, was this? A mile. We live oh, only a mile bad. from the stadium. Yeah. mile and a half, maybe. I mean, pulling in a sled is a, little, is yeah. a different game in a snowstorm. But she had Johnny and Charlie. Badass. Right? So she, Johnny and Charlie are a little older than me and Billy, so she, they were helping. But me and Billy are sitting on the sled. <laughs> My mom's pulling us. Johnny and Charlie are walking next to us. We lost Billy in a snowdrift for a minute. <laughs> like Billy. in between cars. I'm like, Mom, Mom, the fucking idiot fell off. <laughs> and Billy and I are the closest because we just <laughs> were <laughs> terrible people. <laughs> so he fell off. She gets him, whatever. As she's turning to get him, she's like, oh, she jumps because something comes flying out of the snow. And she goes, holy shit, is that fluffy? We got to, somebody got to get that. <laughs> she was out by herself in a blizzard. In a blizzard? I ha we have a picture. I put a picture up of her <laughs> because she's always in the snow. If it snowed, that fucking dog. Loved it. Got out. She went and she was just playing for That's hours adorable. on end. And how would she get back? Would she scratch on the door of or something? Yeah, yeah. And if we didn't let her in, she had another friend down the street named Blackie. That guy would let her in. That's insane. It, the dog's name was Blackie. I don't know what the guy's yeah, name was. Yeah, is that was. what your Blackie? dad called the guy? Probably. <laughs> uh, he was white, Italian. He didn't speak much English. But he's the guy who called me Fluffy's sister. Oh, man. Old <laughs> Italian dudes are so funny. So they cute, They really right? are. Even in their, like... Playing bocce ball and shit. <laughs> oh, and shit. I grew up in an all-Italian neighborhood. Oh, my God. Most people think I'm Italian, but Yeah, you we're, do have Italian vibe. We're, I know, I but we're that very Irish. You, but then your last name, you're like, Eleanor, and then you're, you get to care, and, and you get the... Like, again, and you're like... There goes a shit and shamrock, bitch. <laughs> shit and shamrocks. Did you, like, was that memory... Do you remember that? I do remember that. I, it, what I remember most, like, I remember my mom being so stressed out and mm -hmm. like, you know what? Who gives a fuck? And was then, she fun on the walk? Like, was it yeah, a fun Yeah, we were laughing. Memory? Yeah, we were goofing. We were, you know, the because Johnny and Charlie were just excited to see Rick McLeish and Reggie Leach. That, that was their favorite players yeah. of all time. So we get to the Spectrum. We went in and there was maybe 20 to 30 people in there. That's it. So that's why it was, it was empty. And we got to see the Broad Street Bullies, Bobby Clark, all of them, you know, playing on ice. I remember Bobby Clark. Well, my mom says this story, so I think it's her memory, but I vaguely right. remember. Right. And I don't know if it's from her saying it all the time, but she, Bobby Clark checks this guy from St. Louis against the glass. And we're on the glass. Like, we're, we've never. <laughs> we don't go to Eagles games. Like, right. people are like, Phillies fans are the worst. 
not they're not from South Philly. We're the people outside robbing you when you leave. Right, okay? right. Those are the suburb kids right. that have nothing to do and can afford Separate the tickets. People, of course. We can't afford the tickets. Right. So anybody that lives near a stadium can't afford the tickets. Lock your cars. Yeah. You better lock your cars. Because we will the no face Kerrigans are coming. But one we will, face. We will <laughs> no, no face. face. No face is just as good. It's Fluffy thing. sister is <laughs> Fluffy a no facer. But we will charge you to park in yeah. random places and steal all that money, and it's not legal, and every car gets towed. We will do I all feel like kinds that's of happened shit. Happened to me before, yeah, a million times, yeah. But like, we are this those. Feel like a parking lot. Yeah, we are those people. Yeah, we are. So I, so going to this was a big. De- you can't afford right. this shit, and um, we went and at Bobby Clark checked this guy. And his nose was bleeding, you know, because that's they fist fought yeah, they're back fu- then. They're, they're they were tough. the Broad Street yep. bullies. Yep. And my brother Billy was like, "Ugh!" And he like leaned back, like, and then he was just staring at him. And my mom said that Bobby Clark like smiled, like, "Oh, okay, let me <laughs> let me let up." <laughs> so this, I'm scaring this little kid. <laughs> this is six year old boy. Because <laughs> there's only twenty oh, people. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but it kind of winded Billy for a second. Meanwhile, I'm just fucking drinking <laughs> hot chocolate, like, fuck him up. Yeah, fuck him up, you know, scratching my nuts. You are, you're like rough. You're like. I am very rough. And yeah. I think it's because of my brothers. Yeah. I'm surrounded. How many brothers are there? Six boys, four girls. Yeah. So do you like, w- are you the only comedian? That's a question. Uh, I'm the only one that does Professionally. comedy. But they're all, I w- I'm if sure I could they're be all funny. a third as funny as they are, I'd be I'm sure soaring. you are. You have yeah. the, the comedian thing, but I'm sure you are. Yeah, but uh, to hear them, like, <laughs> I, I've <laughs> I've had my brother Billy call me during podcasts, and I pick up just because pe- I'm like, y- you're going to want to hear this. <laughs> and, t- and he needs subtitles. His accent's so thick. He has a thick Philly. Yeah, we call him Fredo. It's his nickname. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know Dom? Isn't Dom from Philly? Of course, Dom's yeah. from South Philly and West Philly. Yeah. Yes, Dom and I are very close. We go I home. Love Dom. Uh, what, what I used to do before I did stand-up, because I've known Dom when I was waiting tables at the store. Wow. For tw- I was a waitress there for 12 years not doing stand-up. Wow. And Dom was one of my closest friends. And so he, he was, would work. He's just such a good guy. Isn't he the best? Yeah, he is. He would work in Walwood, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. So that was our spot. And my aunt, the other, the one that had 10 kids, she had a house in Walwood, New Jersey. So we a would village. all go in pretty much. I mean, I can remember sleeping there head to foot oh God. with my cousin. I usually sleep ass to mouth and oh, I'm alone. And we're supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> head to foot, man. I mean, because you go to see your cousins and... Ten and cousins. They moved out of their neighborhood. They had a big house. I used to think they were so rich. Right. Because they had an attic. They had upstairs. Yeah, when they you've got extra layers that you don't sleep in, you're rich. But they lived right next to a railroad track. Oh. So That's a it was a fucked up neighborhood. Yeah. It's called Yaden, Pennsylvania. Oh, boy. And my cousin Kenny, who just recently passed away, God rest his soul, oh, he, um, he, his best friend got hit by a train, like, they used to fuck around on How the do train track. By a train, you kind of see you it play. coming for so long. Mm. You get I don't know stuck? about that. Really? Corners, you fuck yeah, around. That's true. People play, and they're fast. If you're fast. in a zone where it can fast. cruise and through, and if you think you're being cute, yeah. And if you th- and you trip, it's true. Mm-hmm. I take it back. Yeah, because I'm telling you, it was weird. I remember I used to go look over there, like that, like I was looking into some kind of crazy, because it was like deep, 
down. Like it was a hill that went right. down. So there was no way up. There was no, not a lot of surrounding. Right. You know, it was that train was fitting through there. And that was basically all they had right, right, room right. for. So you weren't supposed to go down there. So if you, like I would go, I would pee a little because I would get nervous. <laughs> like I'm going down. I'm going to do it. I'm going down Kids this Kids always love to like test the limits. Sure. Sure. You just want to like get out there. Oh, let's see what this is. Because their frontal lobe's not developed. Yeah. And not, you know. They don't know, the, they don't know like true like, pain yet. Speaking of true pain, so you were waitressing at the store. <laughs> that is pain. Uh, what years was this? Like when did you start? I started as a waitress. I moved from Philly uh, to LA in 1993. Damn. I know it. What a time to like. It was. I can't even imagine because that's an interesting time for comedy. That was kind of like it coming down. Yes, right? it was in between the rush and when I it be, first got know. there, it was still busy. So you were in between, like leaving the Eddie Murphy era and kind of yeah. going into the Dane Cook era. Like, Oof, I, and I don't mean to like. I'm just saying we're because uh. comedy evolved with technology. And Cook was one of the first to sort of... I see what you're saying You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The evolution of comedy, I don't mean comparing them comedically. No, no, no. I just... Because we all know the comedy store is not uh, a Dane Cook place. Yes. No. And why is that? Because uh, (laughs) I can tell (laughs) you exactly. I can tell you exactly when it happened. Uh, Really? The owner, Mitzi Shore, Mm -hmm. who I was very close with, uh, I was her assistant for... Uh, like five or six years and I like I said I was a waitress there for 12 years and the reason I got along with Mitzi is because I don't want to be a comic so I don't want right. to I didn't need anything from her right other than waiting tables and being an asshole right <laughs> and sleeping with comics uh, you know we make <laughs> mistakes so I don't make that mistake no more okay yeah <laughs> um so yeah so uh, working with her the Jay Davis had this show and I want to say it was called Rock and Roll Thursdays. Right. And I was so happy for this show. I got to be honest, because that's when it was coming down. Yeah. So it was the later 90s. Jay had already done Dublin's. Um, you know, Jay's been around forever, he's too. Been around for and a long he, time. he's the greatest. He's the sweetest guy. And uh, he was doing this show, and I was so happy because I was like, fuck yeah, we got a killer night, and it's packed. And he'd have like Mitch Mullaney, who was terrific. Yeah. And uh, he also passed away. Um, I feel like I'm bringing up all these dead people. It's fine. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead dead. So he'd have, all these, he'd have all these like not store comics yeah. technically. But Mitch was from like Oakland, I think. Or, you know, so he was trying to get in anywhere. He wasn't. And so was Dane. Dane was from Boston or whatever. So he, but I think there were staples at the Laugh Factory. Maybe the yeah. improv. I'm not sure. Because at that time I didn't follow comedy. So I didn't really know. All I knew is. Mitzi came to see the show, probably the second or third one. And she hated Jay Davis. Oh, man. And she was like, get him off the stage. (laughs) Because in her mind, and this is a little bit psychotic, but this is who she was. She wanted to approve everybody on that stage. Right. Especially the main room. Of course. So she had trouble with when they booked it outside mm-hmm. when we have bringer shows yep. if you will and i don't think that was a bringer show jay jay had such a great guest list like he he was so good at promoting yeah and getting people so it wasn't like anybody on that show nobody had to bring five people right so it's, i can't call his thing a bringer show 
he hustled old school. Yeah. You know, um, he stud- he used to work with this guy, Brett Bolthouse, who it's quite the name. huge, huge promoter. And I only know him because he, I think he either grew up with Polly or he was best friends with Polly Shore. So Mitzi used to rent um, a house to him. And but he would get us in any club. He you can do anything. He yeah. was huge. So Jay worked with him. So he learned that business right, that right, way, right. the promotion. Yeah. And anyway, so Jay's doing a show. It's packed. I'm thrilled because I could fucking pay rent on time <laughs> this week, <laughs> yeah. right? Because we basically been dead, right? And um, she, so Jay gets off the stage. I go, Jay. You know, I have to go back and tell Jay because I'm working for Mitzi. You, you look, don't go back out there. Just have somebody else make them tag team right now because I don't want you to get in trouble. She's in a weird mood. And Jay understood, you know, because she's kooky. <laughs> so he puts Dane Cook on, who's, by the way, annihilating. I'm not going to really? say he was doing bad. He's fucking, is that my stomach or the dog? That's the dog. Okay. Carlin's mad. I'm just making that, sure. That he's in the other room. He can't play. Carlin, Sorry. Leave us alone. Go Sorry, right Georgie. I was like, am I that hungry? <laughs> can't be. <laughs> Literally sounds like your, your stomach is growling. <laughs> So I go, uh, Dane comes out. He's killing. I'm, not, I'm never going to take that away from him. Yeah. He was annihilating. And um, Mitzi's like, who the hell is this? <laughs> I go, uh, I think his name's Dane, you know. And I, I really didn't know. Like, I was yeah. just a waitress. I just was like, okay, this guy's doing great. I don't know who the fuck he is, but he's doing <laughs> great. And people are happy, and they're buying drinks. And I mean buying drinks. Right. Buying. Spending money. Balling out. Going to clubs. Spending Juicing money. Up. People. Yeah. Not like a bringer show where they're like, I have to buy a fucking drink. No, you know? they're, they're drinking. They're going to go home and, and then they their, order tea and you want to smother them. Yes. Right. A hot tea. Can I have a Can hot tea? Can I have a tea? hot tea with all the sides? I'll fucking kill you. Can I get you. all the accoutrements? Yeah. So uh, she goes, get him off. He's terrible. And I'm like, what the fuck? Now, I don't know what his material was. I don't, I I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. I was just so focused on making money and I had to go backstage and tell Jay, she does not want him in this fucking building. I don't know what he said. I don't know what it was that turned her off. I know he was killing and I've seen comics kill and her not pass them, but she wasn't there to pass people. Yeah. She was just watching the show, but she was such a control freak that it was an outside booked show she didn't know this fucking guy. And maybe she saw hacky tricks. Yeah. That that most the, she the common eye wouldn't would, know. Right, right, right. I don't know. But she never ever booked him nor wanted to book him because of that. I don't wow. even know if Dane knows that story. Well, I am gonna just send that little bit to <laughs> I, I mean, I feel bad because no, like no, I said, look, Dane might not be your cup of tea. Yeah. But you can't take away what he did. No, you can't. And that's what I meant yeah. by not a store guy, because it, it is a certain thing, the store guy. And it was Mitzi's weird Way. land of misfit yes. toys yep. that nobody else would put on. Like Andrew Dice Clay, Sam Kinison would never happen today. Yeah. But Mitzi had this weird eye. And she was, at first she would fight them too. Because yeah. I tour with Dice, so I know. And, and she would be like, it's not going to work with Andrew. Anything he did, it's awful. Don't do that. Really? She, she saw something. But she would fight him on the right. things he did. And would he listen to her? No, never. <laughs> he didn't? Well, I no. mean, it worked for him. I mean, talk about a career. Talk about doing something that no comedian has done. I mean, really. Right. 
Well, he's, he started it, and that's why he respects like Dane and uh, Sebastian's and Kevin Hart's and anybody that's doing that arena shit. It's hard. It man. is hard, and he did start that, and and he and did it without the social media. Yes, he did it with just the just the content, which is why just it's him. yeah, and that's like. Which is why his is different, and like the other ones get an astro. (laughs) Yeah, astro. How you say astro? Yeah, like next to their name, like they did to the baseball player. You know what I mean? Because they have more games, so they of course like all right. Yes, but they have more of a playing field in that they have the social media. It's a totally different yeah ball game. That's like its own little separate thing. Yeah, because it's like you know what worked then. Would it? Couldn't work. Could now. It, Couldn't right. work now. Yeah. You could do like uh, sometimes I, I fight with Dice because he's old school. Yeah, and he'll be like, "Yeah, once you get on TV, you book your tour." And I'm like, "No, no, <laughs> you can get on TV and nothing happens." Yeah, like there's so many meetings. There's so many ways to watch things. There's and so many ways. And by the time they get to your it. show, yes. if you will, or your special, it could be two years. Yeah. So and then who knows what the platforms are going to be like then? Like, it's it's a I think it it's harder for comedians because you know you've been in the industry. Fuck yeah, they're not the most business oriented folk. Yeah, you know, and essentially you kind of have to understand a little bit about everything that in, is involved in the yeah. We all need industry. a little Jay Davis in us. Yeah, that we have to learn. Yeah, learn stuff other promotion. than being funny. Right. You know now. Yeah, because of the being funny is ten percent of it's it. It's ten percent of it. It really <laughs> you can is. see that by <laughs> yeah. everyone's specials. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Especially because they're not special. God, it's just. But it's it's saturated. It's, it's an oversaturated so saturated. market. But don't you think it'll desaturate? Sure, that bubble will burst. It'll burst because Absolutely. people, the cream always rises. Yes, but and then the few that stand out stand out. Yeah, you know because. Um, like Dice, uh, the only other person I would say that I saw, I got to be honest, like I don't know Kevin Hart um, and he, what he, like even Andrew says, Kevin Hart's like on a, uh, on a playing field of his own. Yeah, like, he's, he's created his own He's amazing. Yeah. yeah, he's ridiculous. He's like Jay Davis on crack. Yes. Like he learned every creatine. aspect. Yes. yes. And he's funny and he's this yep. and he's that. So it's got, he's kind of extremely well-rounded. He was like, oh, is this? And he's got his own movies and yes. shit. So that's a whole. You can't hate on that's that. That's high. Yeah, that's high. That's People want to. It's bigger than Eddie yeah. Murphy. It really is. Because he's doing the tours. He Eddie is. didn't like the big tours. He no. did them, but he hated them. He hated them. He wanted to do movies. Yeah, because it was easier. Yep, it was easier. One shot. One, one and done. One shot. Kevin's like, Kevin's what you do if you find a pimp who's reformed from the pimp life mm-hmm. and, and he's funny that's cat williams and then he's got oh i don't mean like an <laughs> I'm actual kidding, pimp, i'm kidding but that is cat williams <laughs> he's not an when actual stay pimp. A pimp he's but from he's oklahoma stop it <laughs> i know cat <laughs> too well got that he's got that like hustler he mentality a, he's unbelievable like I, I like even like i said dice is like Kevin Hart on a pedestal. Now, Sebastian Maniscalco, on the other hand, yeah. did it the old school way where word of mouth. Yeah. He, I mean, yes, he does have the social media and stuff, but Sebastian would play these clubs and it would just get bigger yep. and bigger. And, and he never was on TV. He was never on a TV show. Until like he a was couple never, years ago. Right. Uh, like just recently. Yeah. And he was selling out um, Carnegie Hall. Uh, was it Carnegie Hall or Westbury Music Fair, things like that. Yeah. He was selling out those. Before he was on TV. Yeah, which aren't giant arenas, but they're, they're still... Di- they're hard to sell out. Theaters, yeah, giant, like, yeah. 
good size. Yeah. And he was selling them out without ever, only off a special. And that was impressive. That is impressive, yeah. I should say. Because he's still doing it. Yeah, he is still doing it. And he's, does it, I remember seeing something Dice posted about, didn't he like call out? Well, yeah, I, I will say, we when we first, when I first met Sebastian at the comedy oh, store, he, shut up. we'll be done in a minute, honey. We're almost there, Carlin. Jeepers. Do you want me to send Fluffy in there? Do you want... <laughs> Jeepers. Jeepers. Is this PG? No. Oh, Jesus. I just, I just say Jeepers. You can say fuck shit. Okay. I think I already did. Yeah. I'm yeah, let it fly. Mouth. No. But what's... My, uh, the, my fans are going to laugh that you asked if this was PG. I love that. Okay, <laughs> yeah, good. I'm like, oh, man. No, I usually let it rip. Um, so, Sebastian, when he, he did Sandy Seashore's comedy class mitzi's daughter yeah thinking like not because oh you take a comedy class he's like i want to get in the comedy store right so he thought oh this is probably he didn't realize how much mitzi and sandy don't get along didn't right. get along rather god rest both their souls <laughs> anyway both their quirky they both souls. Died. <laughs> yeah they're probably <laughs> fighting up there now <laughs> no you all get out <laughs> yeah. she's calling everyone hacky and heavy. yeah yeah <laughs> You're terrible. <laughs> terrible. Jesus is like, um, I'm oh, Jesus. Yeah, just, her and Pryor are running a mic right now. <laughs> and and just fucking shitting on everybody. <laughs> ah, that's funny. But she, um, yeah, so, so, so he thought that would be a good in, you know? And I remember him graduating from her class. And it was awful. It was? Yeah. And he struggled. That's why I have so much respect for Sebastian and so many people do because he stuck through it because he because he worked his ass yeah. off to get because I remember when Mitzi passed him and I'd be like oh this bitch is on some blue pills yeah she took the wrong and I said uh I, I looked at uh, she would give me the sheet and you you know you would see the check or the cr right. she would cross it out or she would put a check right that's how the town coordinator knew who to call right and so I was. I looked at the sheet and I thought, "Oh my God, this guy just bombed." And she, she saw gave something. Him a chest. So then, flash to like, and I told Sebastian this on the Comedy Store podcast. Yeah. And uh, he goes, "I never knew that." <laughs> wow. Because I go, because I, I, about two years after she passed him, he started killing. I would say it took him about a year, year and a half yeah. to figure out his. But we always called him. Uh, Dice Light and Seinfeld. <laughs> if they had a baby. If they had a baby. Yeah. So he... That's good. But he's still Sebastian. Yeah, of course. And that's why, like, he's Andrew gets... He's his own... And honestly... Andrew got mad at him something. with something else, and so he took it out on that. Yeah. But it was a pr private thing that he took it out. Right. Public, so he got pissed that's off, right. like, okay. all right, I'll mm -hmm. out him this way. Mm -hmm. And um, so anyway, but he toured with... Andrew for a long time too. Oh, I didn't know oh, that. Oh yeah, Sebastian used to open because I w we were obsessed with him at the comedy store. Yeah. So when I said to Mitzi uh, one night, Sebastian's on. It's about a year and a half, two years after he got passed, and he's killing because he figured it out. But it took years of him getting his ass kicked. Yeah. You can look at old lineups where he's on at one a.m. Jesus. Twelve forty-five. Like no one would think they forget all that work. Yeah. And he did all that work, and um. He so he's on stage, whatever, and he's killing. And Mitzi looks at me and she goes, "I surprised myself with the out one." <laughs> I go, "You fucking right, you did, bitch." Because I had no idea. And she did it when he 
like, was nothing. Nothing. When I say nothing, and she loved that when you were bare, when she could. Yeah, because it means feel that like she her found, stages developed you. Yeah, she found something, and she discovered like, you know, it's 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 like finding gold. It's true, essentially. And, and that motherfucker put the work in, like nobody. Yeah, you can't like that to persevere through the bombs and all of that. Like that. To oh, me, it was the worst I'd ever seen. The other comics were like, "How the fuck did this guy get pat?" And Sebastian goes, "I didn't know they didn't like me." I go, "You have no idea." And and like it also. To be able to now they respect him so yeah. much because they saw it that they're like oh shit, but before when he was getting spots that they weren't and he was bombing yeah they were like I fucking kill this guy, <laughs> and he goes nobody ever said that to me. I mean, <laughs> Dane blows it out like kills whatever right. however he did it kills and she says no, and then maniscalco bombs and she sees the potential that's just sure louis ck too louis ck killed and you know what she said about louis he's too polished wow but she didn't say he was terrible did she say he's polishing his did she mean he was polishing too much of no nah, she would have liked that <laughs> <laughs> mitz was uh, <laughs> but she wouldn't she wasn't attracted to him so. yeah <laughs> but I, i've seen her past comics and she'd be like well he's handsome I'm like, ah, <laughs> come on justin martindale's favorite claim to fame is that he's the last he's right comic it's one that of the Mitzi passed one of the last it's one of the she got real excited over too mm-hmm. like oh he is terrific like she saw it in his whatever yeah and then uh, justin also a, a tremendous amount of respect for yeah. because he had no idea what the fuck that meant. Yep. And then he got thrown into it. Yep. And people were again pissed at him. Yep. Like who the fuck is this guy? Yep. Out of nowhere. And Rick Ingram, my co-host, said that to him. He goes, "Oh, I was fucking pissed. Like who's <laughs> this fucking guy?" And he, you know what I mean. And then <laughs> he was eating shit because he couldn't hang. And, and the, the pressure of. When you eat shit and then you're thinking about where you are and then it just sort of makes you eat shit more. Yeah. You know and then I mean? he got, you know, he got moved to that later spot that, you know, he got that yep. pushed back to the belly room, yep. pushed here, pushed there. Yep. And, but he worked his way to those spots. Yeah. And that's the thing people don't. It takes People time. get mad about the comedy store. Like, I can't get in the comedy store. They don't realize how long. It's a long fucking People process. are in there really pushing and doing their craft there's a thing in the front of the original room that mitzi wrote and it's it's three minutes and it's not about being funny it's about being you yeah and 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 she says it like if you can just go up there and be yourself right that it'll be seen right what you are capable of or what you need is missing whatever yeah and and that's what the original room stages were for was to develop that kind of raw, funny, yeah, just you. Yep. No bullshit. No bullshit. No, no fucking pretense. And that's why she would fight with Dice. She loved the character, but she was like, "No, you're taking it too far. You yep. just, just stay in this lane." And I remember when he did. Um, he well, he told me this story, but he did "Day the Laughter Died," and it was one of my favorite albums. I don't know if you. Yeah, I don't remember a he lot. He did it in front of eight people. Wow. That's in dope. New York. That's dope. At Dangerfield. And it, no, you can hear glasses clinking. Ugh. You can, there's nobody in there. It went double platinum. But when he showed, when he told Mitzi what he did, 
She goes, that's terrible. It's a terrible idea. <laughs> Why would you do that? It does. I mean, on paper, it sounds like a terrible Awful. idea. And Rick Rubin <laughs> produced it. And he was, Rick was like, I don't think we should do this. Like, maybe we should. Andrew, you have all these big arenas you're doing. Let's do that. And he didn't. He did. That's why he went to arenas. That's why, yeah. Well, he was already, I think, in there. It just made him even more. I think Dice got him in there, The that, the first special, yeah. the first album. Day of the Laughter Die was after that. And he did two of them. And they both went platinum. That's one wild. went double platinum, one and just And what that platinum. meant then. Oof. God. I mean, I feel like even trying to go platinum now, I don't even know if anyone's... Can you? I know. Can you? Louie did, I think. I mean, it's 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 a di- it's so different how technology has sort of evolved how people are consuming comedy. It, mm-hmm. It's so saturated. It's so saturated. It makes you, as a comedian, want to dig that much deeper. Exactly. To find, you know, who you are. Right. For real. Yeah. Your raw. Yeah. You know, you're what's deep, deep in the crevices, mm-hmm. you know, but to Adam's testament, like what I like about Adam, I love I've known Adam forever yeah. and he was a manager with us and he kind of got thrown into that job right. when the other talent coordinator got thrown out on his ass. And so it, at first he was like, this is only temporary. This is only temporary. <laughs> Poor thing. Of course. That's Completely why overwhelmed. <laughs> and then he kind of got... He liked watching comedy, and he's worked in comedy so long right. that his eye has gotten to the point where he sees the rawness. He sees something. Yeah. He, now he's finding his way. But now it's no longer, you know, see, the talent coordinator was just somebody that Mitzi would tell who to put on. Right. Now the talent coordinator is the actual picker of the talent, mm-hmm. which didn't really exist at the comedy store for a long, long time. Except for the uh, Tommy took over because he was just basically using Mitzi as a puppet and saying, Mitzi said this. Well, Mitzi yeah, likes you. And I'm like, no. Tommy was a. Mitzi was doesn't a know who you are. Honey. <laughs> Hard to deal with. Yeah, he was a bit of an ass. I yeah. hired him, so people don't like me. But I hired what? him. I hired him as a phone guy. Yeah. Not a talent coordinator. Right. And he was just this fucking burnout, <laughs> like just a old school. He was great. He was. He came in with a fucking guitar. I'm like, dude, are you in a band? He's like, no, no. Just okay. I'm a homeless man. I just. I was just on the bus court. He was He has stop. this great girlfriend that he lived with. Like he had a real life. Yeah. He comes from money. Yeah. And it was just a weird fucking thing. And he, we put him up. I go, look, we need a fucking body in the phone room. So I sent him up to be interviewed. I go, put him. Just hire him. Yeah. So he went through like four people to get interviewed because we kept just pushing him around. And I'm like, just fucking hire him. <laughs> Finally, the manager, I think it was Red Rob. We had too many guys named Rob, so we had to name him. Red him Rob. It sounds like a character from Quentin Tarantino. Yes. <gasps> and he was a Jersey boy. So he was like, oh, I'll fucking hire him. I'm like, hire him, dick. Just so we put Tommy in the phone room. I think he was working like twelve-hour shifts because we Jesus. had nobody there. So he would just get high Slave all day. Slave labor, fucking pl- for a nickel an hour. He was pl- he would play that stupid guitar and sing songs, and then Mitzi would call. And this was the early stages of her dementia, oh. so she would call with random things, and he would talk to her and calm her down. You know, so that's how they got close. And t- otherwise, he, you know, she would fire phone guys like it was 
nothing. Yeah, I didn't know she had. De- I didn't know dementia was bad. It was. Oh yeah, oh, hers. I didn't know that. I didn't know that that was her, her thing. Well, we never really got a, f- a diagnosis. straight diagnosis. Right. I would take her to the doctors, and they would say, uh, "Well, you have Parkinson's," and she'd go, "Goodbye." <laughs> And I'm like, wait a minute. Parkinson's and, and dementia do often get missed. They but get sh- then they would give her Alzheimer's, and she would she didn't like those words. She yeah. hated those both words. They're terrible. So she would make us leave, and I'd be like, so nobody's telling you. And then dementia, she'd listen a little because she felt it's, like well, because dementia sounds, but it was it's also like a Alzheimer's new word light. to her. Yeah, yeah. And it, it it's it's less scary for people for some reason. I don't know why. It's yeah, crazy. it just sounds like. You know, it's just a, it sounds like bloat. Just like you got a little, you know, a little agita. A little bloat. You yeah. got a little dementia, a little agita. Yeah, too much It'll broccoli. go away. Yeah, you just yeah. need some, you need some, you know, you need you need a Tums. Yeah. For your brain. That's it. Yeah, when, um, she had a bad. She would, she would, she would call up. And that's why Tommy would console her. Yeah. And because he wasn't a terrible person most of the time. Right. <laughs> like, I feel bad. He He did have some old school racist remarks that he would make. He wasn't like our dads. <laughs> right. Like the great Paul Mooney would tell me, because uh, I would tell him about my dad and yeah. some of the things he would say. And, and Mooney would just die laughing. I loved it. And yeah. he would go, oh, he goes, look, that's old school. He goes, honey, we're the change. Let him stay yeah, who he is. Exactly. We're the change. Yeah. As it goes down, it's going to change. Exactly. But this is what they grew yeah, up you with. Yeah, you gotta, you got to appreciate that. That's some old school mentality. Yeah. Kind of like, it's like, Nostalgic. <laughs> and, and Mooney was raised by his grandma, who was a slave. Yeah. So he was coming from a. Yes. That's that's wild. A bizarre. Like he he's one of my favorites. Yeah. Comics. He's, he I could was, watch him on yeah. it. But he would have ripped Tommy to shreds if he was around <laughs> w- w- that way. Because Tommy would say off, no offense, color remarks. Yeah. And uh, he, but Some that's how he talked. Right. A lot of dudes talk that way. I mean, you still like. You go Not back to the way Syracuse. He did it. Like, you go to any bar in Syracuse right now. Oh you're yeah, hear some but shit. He, those people are in charge of your destiny. It's true. Possibly. It's true. Yeah, it can't be somebody who has like you know a decision, an important decision to make on your career. Then you're right. just like, what the fuck? Because still, he, it's just like I remember him telling somebody, "Well, we already have a fat black guy," and I'm like, <laughs> oh, mm, "Okay." Okay. I can't wait to see what it's going to be like in 20 years. Just we're all going to be back to like just chisel. The technology is yeah. going to just just go away and we're going to be back to like rolling stones down the hill. Well, at least I know how to type and uh, <laughs> I can fix a typewriter if you need. And you've got a big family, so like you won't be homeless. Oh, no. You I don't have think like I could ever. You have 15 houses to go to. Well, Oh, it's not that many. Not everybody's got those houses no. set up. What about Fluffy? Is Fluffy up in... Fluffy's gone. Fluffy's Fluffy gone up in Fluffy died when I was 18. She fucking Fluffy. That's a long life. She did. She was 18. Damn. Yeah. Because it, it was my Fluff? dog. She was my dog. Yeah. Because it was... I was a baby when we got her. Wow. So... I just... Uh, I did not know that you came from such a big family. And I always, like... Oh, I thought you'd seen my... Uh, Pretty shitty act. I'm kidding. But I always... (laughs) Shut up, please. I always talk about them. You're a killer. You're not a shitty But I always talk about them. And my brother Johnny's like, God, if Karen was fucking famous, you'd be famous. Because we are so... She has such a funny way of talking. Fucking Care Bear. I can't believe you both have Karens. That's... How many brothers and sisters do you have? I'm the youngest of three. 
oh, okay. girls. Yeah. Chris, All Karen, girls. Emily, and me. Yeah. Two marriages. Ooh. At one point, there were like six of us from three different marriages, but they're stepping stuff, and then people got divorced, and you know. But did you guys stay close? Or yeah, okay. I mean, the other my stepsisters know because we just didn't because our dad was a pos. Oh god, piece it. of shit. I'm also trying to like censor Jeepers. myself because <laughs> I have to do another USO. I feel tour. like I'm on the Andy Griffith show. <laughs> Wait, okay. I have to do another USO tour and I have to entertain so children. So if I do a USO tour, I have to be clean? You have to have the option. Yes, because Shit. there's some bases that have families. I did a show. One of the shows I did was for literally a group like your family from t- t- 30 years ago. But my family it would was be just furious ten. if you said jeepers. <laughs> well, it's not the kids who get offended. It's the, the people after. I had a woman come up to me after one of the shows and she goes, you were so funny, but you know, you could leave out the word ovulation. Children don't need to know what that is. And I'm like, I don't think they can say anything over two syllables. I don't think they understand anything over two syllables. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think ovulation is clinical and not dirty at all. So yeah. go fuck yourself. It's true. <laughs> I got, uh, I, I did this joke. I was doing the laugh factory. It was a clean show. It was early. And I was like, okay, clean show. I can do this. And I I can clean it up if I have yeah, to. Yeah, but it's not as So fun. this is what I said. I said my mom's uterus was like a clown car. And the guy flipped out that I said uterus. It's a clinical term. It's no, also really funny. That's religion. And it, it's true. He was a rabbi. And that's religion. They are lock-minded. Oh, in God. that anything inside the body is a dirty work. Yeah, okay. Well, that's why they put a sheet between them. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, let's go into their little search engine and see what they've been looking up on mm-hmm. the internet. Those those, those damn anybody. rabbis. I don't trust anybody. <laughs> I just want to channel our dads, those fucking rabbis. Mazzo disgraziado. Oh, my God. Are you I bilingual? Know. No, but my whole neighborhood, all my parents, all their parents were right off the boat, if you will. Yes, so which is racist of you to say. I'm, I'm I kidding, love I'm it. Kidding. So my one friend... <laughs> Dante Tassion, who immediately we got him locked up. It was an accident, but he was hanging with the Irish kids, and we were breaking into U-Haul trucks. Oh, and my God. That's what amazing. What they would do was, uh, you know, the, they would put you in the back of a paddy wagon and drive you around to scare you. Yeah. You know, the cops. Yeah. So, just so a little gentle scare. It was a little terrifying. Yeah. They just came over from, uh, you it's know. not scary at all. Italy. And I want to say they're from Naples. I forget. I'm trying to. Someplace scary. I forget. All those, all those places are scary at some point. By the way, if Dante heard this, he'd be like, you don't fucking remember? <laughs> we ruined him. He's still on house arrest, this poor kid. <laughs> so he made a mistake of becoming friends with the Kerrigans. And the, the, the one face. <laughs> the one oh, face. oh, well, Eleanor one face Kerrigan? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know, huh? You stay away from her. So uh, we got. they're driving us around. They take us to our houses, right? So they take Dante first. And me and Billy were sitting in the back. We're used to this. We're like, don't worry. They're just going to fucking drive us around. So we get to Dante's house. His mother comes out. She's 6'5". The father's 5'4". <laughs> f- <father's> Amazing. <laughs> Neither one of them speak English. The father's a tailor. The mother's a, a home, you know, a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. What, what do you call it? Housewife. Uh, Jesus, yeah, housewife. I can't remember yeah. that. Stay at home, a housewife. And so she comes out in the apron. You know, she's making probably macaroni and gravy like a person. <laughs> and she comes macaroni out. Macaroni and gravy. <laughs> That's how they say it yeah, over there. Yeah, yeah. So she comes out, and she's like, oh, my God. Like, she's the four English words that she knows. 
And then she starts yelling, and she looks at me and Billy, and she goes, Discreziaro, emeriganza, tu And I go, Bill, I think she's talking to us. I think that's us, buddy. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. She, I, need, I need to, like, have that just saved on my phone. I need you to, like, record it on oh, my Andrew phone. Oh, Andrew makes me do it all the time. And Dice then when I'm in me. line someplace, I'll just play it. And have, Esh, what is it? Babe. Say it again. Discreziaro, emeriganza, tu <laughs> Spitting on us? Yeah, she spit at us. She spit on us. Fucking A. And she, oh man, her, 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 his older brother was best friends with my brother Johnny, too. So she used to call my mom's house all the time. She was the best. God yeah. love. They're the funniest people, but they got used <laughs> to us. They're like, all right, this isn't that bad. Uh, and she, she called my mom's house and she'd go, Rosario home? <laughs> and I'd be like, excuse me? <laughs> Poor thing. Um, what? I want to s- I want to ask you. Uh oh, <laughs> it's not serious. You're like, oh, we're really switching gears now. That's fine. What have you not accomplished yet that you want to comedically for yourself? Not there's everything I haven't accomplished. I'm doing this podcast to hopefully accomplish something. <laughs> no, else. what is something that you no. like want? Well, th- like a goal that you're looking forward to. Well, I tell you, I accomplished one of my goals. Okay, and um, one of them was to start headlining more on my own like because, on the road? yeah, right. because I tour with Dice and everywhere we, I love him. He helps me so much. He's my second ex fiance. He has no is he rhyme or reason to help me. Yeah. You know, he could throw me to the curb, but we're still good friends. Yeah, we dated for like five years. I make a lot of mistakes. I saw some family photo with you guys. Was that real? Oh yeah. I'm oh sure of it. Oh, my Lord. I, can I have that framed in my house? Yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> it was about. like you, him, and his son, wasn't it? it? Two sons. Yeah, Max <laughs> yeah, and yeah, Dylan. Yeah, his two sons. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they were all that. wearing leathers, and I wasn't. So <laughs> what that fucking <laughs> photo? <laughs> That's my favorite thing about okay, Andrew. I want it framed. He loves to fuck with people. That, so, so it's not real? Yeah, but okay. t- for everybody to wear leathers is more of a joke. <sighs> That's funny. So, but not me. Yeah, right now. So I'm not in the gang yet. No, no, no. And uh, I'm not their mom. Right. So the yeah. mom has pictures of with the leather. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. So when it put it up, like a couple of the comics that know him yeah. and know us and know the bullshit, yeah. like how he's so silly, they'd be like, yeah, she didn't earn the leather yet. Like you have to, you have to earn it, you know, <laughs> it, because it's so silly. But uh, yeah, we, we got together and him and his wife went through a pretty not great, nice divorce. Now they're all good friends, thank God. But um, he, uh, <laughs> I know, we started dating. People are like, why'd you guys break up? You're so cute I know you, together. You seem like you'd be good together. And I'm like, yeah, well, I regained consciousness, so I got <laughs> out. But it's too much. He, he's, It's a lot. And I, my best friend passed away and nine, uh, in 2005, and he was 35 years old. Very funny comic named Freddie Soto. And... We were all really tight. Yeah. And I just, I don't know what happened. I like checked out and it was like, this is your life. Kind of what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, it does that. You're a housewife and you don't have a husband or children, yep. but you do. Like but I'm fuck? not sure what's yeah. happening. And Andrew had full custody of his kids. Wow. Like we fought hard for that. Yeah. And I was by his side every fucking day. So I'm extremely close yeah. with those boys and him, you know. Yep. So when we broke up, it was because I was going through a weird thing, but it wasn't like we had so much animosity toward each other. We just kind of tagged out. But we stayed close because uh, the kids and I were so tight. 
and Andrew, you know, after a while, it took a minute. And then, you know, once I started hooking him up with other girls, he was fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Full fucking circle. God I'm an damn asshole. it. Right what, now. You're an asshole? Right now, who's ever listening, he's single. Is he? Yes. Is and he? Uh, he's uh, terrible on the dating apps or whatever. I don't even do them. I'm terrible, too. But Someone told me about so him. So if, you, if you're single and you want to just hit me up. And I'll I'll hook you up. You're gonna be the matchmaker for he Andrew said, Dice Clay. Yes, he said what? He said I have 90 days or I'm it. So oh please, shit, no. Okay, listen. please get in there, guys. We need. Please send in your dating. I um, think there's only 85 days left. This is profiles. Like <laughs> this is coming out, so there's gonna be 80 days left. Please send your profiles for Andrew Dice Clay. Because I can't do that again. She can't do it again. We Where can't can repeat history. <laughs> Uh, just We're Instagram, whatever. Uh, Ellen, what's your Eleanor name Kerrigan, uh, EJ Kerrigan. And what's your, are you, Eleanor on, are you J. on the Twitter? Yeah, I'm on Twitter. I'm on all of it. Whatever where, they make me do. My where kids can these people find you? What do you got coming up? Well, that's, that's what I was saying. Yes. I accomplished. Uh, so I have a lot of headlining gigs this year. That's right. And I'm very proud of that. And it took a long time of people, because I don't have a PA agent. And that's My like, first ex-fiance was a PA agent. Yeah. So I know how to do it. Uh, and he was a pretty big one. Yeah. So I'm familiar with how to do it See, it's just I think you so pick hard good men though even though you pick yeah. people that are high in their <laughs> yeah they, they got their careers yeah, you got taste. <laughs> but i usually get them when shit is gone yeah, wrong of course and then you so. fix it and then you're like ah oh, fuck well i fix this one for the next girl bye yeah so dice was on the down yep. and then his uh i mean we had a reality show on vh1 together oh, i remember called dice okay, undisputed yes yeah. And I think yes. that's what those pictures were for. Yeah, okay, okay. I want to be on. I still am going to have one framed in my apartment. Yeah, I'll get you one. Okay. It's great. Because I was going through my goth stage. Yeah, with my yeah. Jet black Everyone, hair. You should go through goth. As a woman, you got to have a moment. That actually might have been right after Freddie, because you could see how pale I am. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, I was so bad. And then right after my best friend passed away, 20 days later, my grandma died. Oh, fun. So, Thanks, life. Yeah. The double so whammy. It's when it great. shuts you down like that. Girl. And I fucked I'm up right my there. relationship with him. Yeah. And it's fine. We're still great friends. He's a great guy. He's truly a hopeless romantic. Oh, he is? I'm serious. That's really cute. I mean, I, like, he, I'll tell you the one thing we didn't get along with, because he loves to buy girls flowers and things like oh that. God. I hate flowers. I do, too, because they die. And then you, if you They're have all death dead. in your life, you're like, oh, thanks for the reminder that someone died. Like this Target thing? It's oh, great. Oh, that's why I love it. That's going to live and forever. And like sturdy plants. I like flowers. Just the dumbest thing you can buy somebody for when somebody dies. Side note, thank you to everybody who sent me flowers. Just that was very don't sweet. take it personally. Don't it send very me sweet flowers. And thoughtful. No more flowers. Don't send them to the fucking funeral home because then all you have is all these dead flowers around the dead guy or dead woman. And you're like, well, I'm surrounded by death. Yeah. He was like, oh, what am I going to buy if I can't buy, buy flowers? A cologne. <laughs> and I'm, first of all, it's perfume. Cologne. He no. always calls it cologne. A jupe? You're going to buy me some jupe? Yeah. He's like, I'm, I'm going to buy you flowers and cologne. I'm like, I don't wear perfume. I don't <laughs> like flowers. So, girls, if you like perfume and flowers. If you like perfume and flowers and leather. This is your guy. And leather. He'll you buy you a leather. He'll let you wear the leather. He'll let you wear the fingerless gloves. Oh, God. That's so It's hot. amazing when you have to wash fingerless a whole load gloves? of fingerless gloves. Uh, did you just say a load of you fingerless gloves? Hello, memoir title. <laughs> <laughs> where Where are your headlining dates? Uh, so you can go to my website, Eleanor J. Kerrigan. They're all on there. But uh, this week, I'm in Minnesota at the House of Comedy. Awesome! Yes, I'm the very Bronsons excited to be great. working with the Bronsons. They're amazing. They're Tammy's like my, I'm that's my fam. 
I'm so excited They're to be working for you. her. She booked me in um, Phoenix in April yeah, and awesome. then Edmonton in August. That's great. And then I, I'm at the brokerage co- uh, governor's yep. uh, With a, in Long of, Island, uh, what's his James. Name? Yep. And uh, I'm headlining there the February 15th and 16th. That's awesome. I'm at Parks Casino in Philly again on the 13th. I'm, so I'm bouncing around. I got a bunch of... In Kansas City at the New Comedy Club, which I should send them your info because he's looking for girls. So. Oh yeah, for sure. I uh, didn't know there it's wasn't. A, well, new they one. just opened. Oh nice. So he and he was a comic, and now his name's awesome. Dustin Kaufman, and it's called the Comedy Club in Kansas. I love that simple name. Yeah. So uh, I'm working for him April 4th, and there's a bunch of That's dates. Great. Just go to my website. It's all on there. That's awesome. And the um, what do you call it? Impractical Jokers Cruise. February. February. But that's already sold out. Yeah, those Sonic Temple quick. isn't sold out, and I'm doing that with Dice and his boys. When? So this is a family affair, May 18th, Sonic Temple Music Festival in Ohio. And Columbus. they can get all these tickets on your website. On my website. EleanorKerrigan.com. Everything's on there. You're a goddamn delight. You know, I was thinking about this in the shower when I was washing myself, and you were... Touching yourself. I, I was touching myself gently. Um, you have to. You were on your way over. And I was thinking about one of the most annoying things people say in reference to comedians is you're my favorite female comedian oh yeah it's awful dice says it all day and now, so he, now he does comedy now he does comedy com- comedians you know but whenever somebody asks me and i choose the moment to not correct someone where i'm like all right i'm not going to correct this person on the female male situation yeah. but when they say you know who's your favorite female comedian you're one of the names that i say Oh, yeah, because you. you're just a badass and same. Your uh, style of comedy you kick is ass. unique. It's just um, cunty. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. No, it is. You're ballsy. And <laughs> it's just so it's it's refreshing where I like I feel camaraderie with you because it's just you. And then it's not a, there's no like, I don't know, jokes about peanut butter and jelly or, you know, you're standing still. You're just you're just like a colorful performer. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Thank you. That's yeah. great. And you're a badass, and I'm also kind of scared of you because you have 15. I'm also a street fighter. <laughs> I'll fight any one of my brothers and sisters. I know. I'm going to have to have you back because we need to talk <laughs> about all that shit. You have so much, <laughs> too much history for one fucking podcast. It's amazing. And you have a podcast as well? The Comedy Store Podcast. That's right. I co host the Comedy Store Podcast with the great Rick Ingram. And we just tell Comedy Store stories. Like any of those stories, like, like there's a guy named Mike Becker that was Mitzi's right hand. We interviewed him and we're going to re interview him again yeah. because it w- he has so much. For 17 years, he was her right hand. Oh, man, man, I can't imagine what fodder he's got. Oh, if you That's get be an like episode to listen to, pick the Mike Becker one because okay. it's unbelievable. Juicy? Oh, it, she's ridiculous. <laughs> God love her. God and she did soul. so much for comedy. And I'm sure her and Pryor are fucking shitting on everybody. And we should send Polly Shore right flowers. Now. No. No? Okay. Too Polly's late. no Mitzi. I'm kidding. <laughs> Well, Eleanor Kerrigan, you're a damn delight. Thanks for coming on the Sharp Tongue podcast. Thank oh, that's what this is called. I'm yeah. so excited. I know. Sharp Tongue. Don't I, had I have a sharp, as we're saying, jeepers. I know. All right. I see, I'm just, it's hard for me to, no, but it's good. to you're censor better. myself. I'm trying. My I'm daddy's a Marine. Trying. I want to go on the USO tour. I know, you have to. I will clean myself up, I promise. You just have to clean yourself up, and then you get me in Kansas City, and I'll get you in the USO, and we'll be so living excited. our dreams simultaneously as female comedians. As comedians comics hickory dickory doc suck my cock that's right i already did <laughs>